0: These air sets off of me. I've had enough. Gargles, SLIGEX! Everything's
1: ungodly!
0: Dark savage
1: I'm glad you're home. Get
0: the hell out of my house. In Jesus' name I
2: pray! This world has become so corrupt. As I'm sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it. Or looking at it. And I'm about to go crazy. Literally. I'm about to go completely flywheel loose and just fall apart. Let's let's not get- let's not get into blood and guts.
3: because because that's what you're trying to get into.
0: Come on, fumble butt! Bam,
3: motherfucker! It'll be a miracle if this tape ever is permitted to become knowledge that could spread across the world to even give individuals a chance to know what we have to say. Oh, I suppose you're going to want to sit
2: up all night and talk now. Probably deaf people have accidentally downloaded (laughs) it. (laughs) That's what we need to do. We need to make transcripts yes
4: transcripts with closed captioning on our episodes to uh and just do an entire <laughs> episode about
2: phil i had an idea of youtube back when let's plays were a thing okay i had an idea of doing deaf friendly ones because you know like game grumps and stuff or like talk over the games mm-hmm. i wanted to do one where it's like they would play part of the game and then if something happened it would like cut to the camera of them and they like sign languaging what's going on i think that would be funny Not funny as in, like, making fun of the deafs, but I mean, like, funny for the deafs. (laughs) Or you could just have you doing your let's play with, like, someone
4: translating in the corner with the symbols, huh?
2: Perfect. The sign language. Hannibal, when he did that thing in front of the interpreter, that was the funniest thing on earth. What did he do? He was like, as soon as he got on stage, he looked over and went, "Uh uh-oh, there's a sign language interpreter. Now that's gonna fuck me up if I don't get this out of the way right now. And he's like, okay, so I'm just gonna get this out of the way. Fuck, 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 motherfuck, motherfuck, <laughs> faggot, motherfuck, fuck, fuck, motherfuck, motherfuck, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then the dude just like, <laughs> like jerking off, jerking off, come, come, come. <laughs> For
4: some reason, I thought you were going to say if he can sign the N-word, but oh. is Hannibal that type of a comedian? Uh, yeah. Like, he's, yeah, is that he a says lot? it.
2: Well, not like a lot, but he does say it. Yeah. Because he can.
4: Like, is that, I wonder, do they, can they sign that, I wonder?
2: Oh, I'll, I'm to, sure. I'll ask Phil yeah, and Mikkel tomorrow.
4: Not that it's important. Ask but... Phil, not Mikkel. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I know what Jew is though. What's it's... that? That's the <laughs>
4: sign language for it, the twirlies and the yeah. hair. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I love that so And also much. also this. Couldn't so that be it's... Amish though if you're grooming the beard?
2: Well it could be, but it's either it's either it depends. It's like this is like culturally Jewish. Like the Israelis, I think, and then okay. this is Orthodox. Orthodox. Sorry, what I'm doing? I'm we're doing a podcast here, and I'm doing well, sign language.
4: One, you're grooming, like you're like pulling a beard. Yeah, and that's for Israeli Jews. I think so. Listen, do maybe, not quote me on Maybe, this. maybe, and then the twirlies with the little rabbi twirlies. Uh, what do they call those things? The, uh, the little hair thingies. What are they called? I don't. I don't know. They haven't a specific name for them. I know the that. hair
1: curlies. Um, I have something that I'm not gonna say. <laughs> the locks? No, it involves curls. And then a word before it that starts with a hard. I'm so lost right now. <laughs> ah, whoa, there you whoa, go.
4: Whoa, whoa. Adam said that, not Jordan. So you you think that's what they call those things? I don't think so. I don't think they're called. No. <laughs> I curls. think that's just you being racist, Jordan. <laughs> I think
2: you're fucked up, Jordan. <laughs> Jesus. I think your family wanted to join the Volksdeutsche in nineteen thirty nine. Well he is
1: going to Oktoberfest. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're saying it's not, not a, is it? it's not a beer hall rally? <laughs> it's a pooch. The beer hall pooch. Okay, when do they actually
4: celebrate Oktoberfest in like Germany? Is it is September. It's in September. Is it in September? Yep. Okay. So does is that What's the big German restaurant in Minneapolis? Uh, I think they they have a big one there, right? So there's a there's, there's like a really, really big one.
1: Gasthaus Zurgemuchtlekeit and um is it Gasthaus Zurgeluganite?
4: <laughs> it's the one where they have like the three foot sausages. Yeah, that are um, like really
2: world popular. Black Forest Inn
4: might be one time when the night when me and uh, Casey and Kyle went out. To, and we drove right by it, and it had just like a ginormous like tent yeah. and everything going I've on. I've been to that
1: one; it. it's pretty fun. No,
4: not as fun as lacrosse, though. No, no, nothing's more but like, fun than lacrosse in
1: the Twin Cities, like within a reasonable drive. That one's good, but the one that tops it is Gasthaus Bavarian Hunter in Stillwater. That one is awesome. Mm, okay.
2: But, with all of that out of the way, hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. This week, we all know what it's going to be about. It's the grand finale. The grand finale. And from what Cody told me, sneak peek, not as much gruesome moiter in this one. Just for you, Adam. I
4: I know you don't like all that gory details. Thank you. Nope.
2: I am, of course, Adam, as Cody just said. Across from me, who just said that, about me, is Cody. That's me. How have you been this week?
4: Um, sick, actually. Sick. People should know, we're from Minnesota. When it goes from 80 degrees to 40 degrees in the span of two days, a lot of people get sick. And I I'm, was one of I'm wonderful. feeling fine. You're, like, perpetually sick, so... Yeah. I'm never... I'm not sick that often, so... Adam, you've been sick, but for
2: different reasons. I got sick for bullshit reasons. Yeah, so.
4: exactly. Fuck you, McDonald's. Yeah.
2: Across from Cody is me, but then across from me again, to my right is right as well <laughs> is Jordan. Yeah, I would
1: definitely be to his left. But hello,
2: how's it going, pal? <laughs> it's going good. You are to my
1: right. I am. To your I right. am to your right too. You are to my left.
2: I think he's got CTE
4: now. <laughs> he I think doesn't Jordan's even got CTE. Know what, he doesn't no, I'm directions. to Adam's
1: right. I'm to Cody's left. Cody is to my right, and Cody is to Adam's left. Yeah, he's got it. I'm to his right. Yeah. yeah.
4: Okay. All right. Do
1: Whatever. you not know the
4: sides? <laughs> Shut up, CTE, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so if you didn't get all that, I'm Adam. That's Cody. That's Jordan. And this is the conclusion to Joseph Paul Franklin. Number three. Here we go. Famous Larry Flint murder of tempter.
4: Attemptor, yeah. So basically, we where we're, we're, we're going to pick up from, first episode was basically just his childhood, a uh, few assassination attempts, um, and then last episode was just a stockpile of his murders. Within the span of three years, he's killed 22 people, and this episode's going to be pretty much just his downfall. No more murder, which Adam should like, and we're going to see... What a fucking idiot, and in my opinion, kind of a coward he is, and we're going to... In your opinion. In my opinion. I think we're going to say that. Okay, in everybody's opinion. Yeah. And I also think the (laughs) government on top of this that we're going to see is kind of a fucking idiot too. Okay. (laughs) Well, we already knew that. Well, you're going to really see it. Okay. I'm so excited. we're we're picking up, uh, unfortunately, he had just killed the two joggers and he made an escape for Florence, Kentucky, and that's where we are.
2: That's right, the mass capital of the world. Florence. Wigs. he got his wigs. wigs. No, he gets his wigs Shit. in
4: Johnstown.
2: Johnstown's oh. famous
4: wig store.
2: So I was wrong on every front. What's
4: weird? Don't worry, it, I
1: was too, Adam.
4: We're gonna say he gets busted. There's no mention of wigs anywhere. So what, what did he do with the wigs?
1: What? They, they didn't find wigs on him, so what did he do with the wigs? They were probably to sop up his cum after he jerked off to the thought of killing mixed-race couples. Ew. Whatever gets you off, Jordan. Jordan says bad things. Uh,
4: I say gory things, he says dis- disgusting sexual things. So. Uh,
2: you guys are both terrible.
4: That's my M.O., baby. And you, you say racist shit, so we yeah. got the full
1: trifecta here, I guess. <laughs> what, a, what a fun group. <laughs> <laughs> Who but, wants to hang out? <laughs> No one? All right. All right. All right. So.
2: Hey, I heard a joke the other day. What do you call three cis white males? Uh, what? A podcast.
4: <laughs> not, okay. Shit.
2: All right. Let's get
4: into this. So he's in Florence, Kentucky, hiding out. What he didn't realize was the police had located the prostitute Mickey. While well, at first, she was hesitant to speak to the police for obvious reasons. She did tell them about her experiences with him. Franklin, though, told her... His name was Bill Hageman, and she didn't recognize him on their list of suspects. They were able to get a composite
2: sketch, at least. Is that worthwhile, or is that...
4: Uh, Yeah, we're going to go into it later. They were beginning to connect the murders he had committed in Salt Lake City to the ones in Indianapolis, Oklahoma (laughs) City, (laughs) and Johnstown, believing they now may have a serial killer on their hands. Oh, yes, those infamous Indian men. (laughs) Indianapolis.
2: Didn't you have trouble with that one last week?
4: Yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Colts fan. (laughs) (laughs) So, with some help from the FBI, they used the alias he had given to search their database. Detective Bell is going to be the main one leading the charge here, and since nothing had appeared under Bill Hageman, he figured it had to be an alias. After getting the registration card from the hotel he had taken Mickey to... He would search the other hotels for links. Smart police work. See, this guy's actually doing something here. They're not being bumblebutts.
2: Detective Bell. I'm a big fan of Detective Bell so far.
4: So, he determined that someone has stayed in multiple hotels under aliases because of the similar handwriting. The second link was... He used his actual license for the Brown Camaro. Mm. Remember that?
2: Mm-hmm. Which With they, the red pinstripes? Right. Ooh, and the mag ride. wheels.
4: <laughs> Ooh, sexy. Which, which they then linked to whom he had bought it from, but that, that led to another dead end. Okay. They did put the car's license number, though, under the wanted persons list. Okay. On September 25th, 1980, Franklin was staying at the Scottish Inn in Florence, Kentucky, Ironically, the police came that particular day to arrest 19-year-old Gary Kick for charges of armed robbery, possession of marijuana, and possession of a stolen car. Wow. This happened in the room right next to where Franklin was staying. So if you were a nationally wanted (laughs) serial killer, what would you do? Call the front desk of the hotel
2: and say... What are the cops doing? And how come it's so noisy? I'm going to leave if you don't get it quiet down. (laughs) When that didn't work, he called the police dispatcher. They
1: contacted the officer, and the officer would later say, This gentleman was quite upset. He wanted to know what the police were doing outside his door, which is a real shame in this community. How come so many policemen were there? Why is his car blocked in and that kind of stuff? He kept calling the dispatcher, and... after about the fourth or fifth call, the chief said, They're not looking for you, sir. <laughs> We've got a
4: robbery. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Then the officer on the scene got a little suspicious and ran the man's plates. Then spotted the revolver on the seat of his car. Mm. And, of course, the car came back as wanted. Mm. They probably would want to speak to this guy. <laughs> they went to his room, and he opened the door. The police noticed he had two shotguns sitting on his bed and he was swiftly handcuffed. <laughs> yeah, that'll generally do it for you. It didn't help that they found a shit ton of his fake ID cards <laughs> in his room either, and he was taken to the police station to be questioned. Franklin wasn't answering any of their questions. After about 30 to 45 minutes of questioning, they left him in the room for a minute to, to maybe help scare him into a uh, confession. Sure. The interrogator then claimed to hear a noise, And Franklin had escaped out the window.
1: (laughs) What are they doing? Dude, is this like an 80s cop comedy? Please like, tell pull me, Academy me, when I read this, shit. I'm just
4: like, what are you doing? You have this guy wanted <laughs> for 22 murders. Well, they don't know that yet, but like a murder suspect, you don't just leave him in there with a window unlocked. Please tell me be
2: Detective it. Bell wasn't part No, no, no. Okay, There's thank so God. many
4: cops, okay. but Frank or Detective Bell's the one that gets the ball rolling and puts the initial dots together. Then obviously it kind of spreads throughout the country. Gotcha. Franklin said God had
2: helped him escape, and then said... The Lord didn't think my time had come to be caught. I was handcuffed to a chair. I prayed to the Lord. An hour later, this blonde guy took the handcuffs off and left the room. I already knew where the window was, because earlier that night, a guy had rapped at the window and wanted to know how to get in the Florence Police Headquarters. And I told him...
4: I think this was Joseph Smith.
2: He's I only think bl- so. He's the
1: only blonde... Man, I know. Anyway. See, I figured he would have stayed there because he's like, oh, thank God they have a blonde guy working. <laughs> when I was reading this, I thought that like vanilla ice was rapping at his door.
4: <laughs> I could see for, uh, vanilla ice letting him out.
2: 1980,
4: right? Yeah. I don't know. Vanilla ice is, he would have been pretty young around that time. Right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, once he was out of the station, he quickly tried to hitchhike and Elza Harrell picked him up. He wanted to go to Cincinnati, but Elza dropped him off at Fritch's Restaurant.
2: <laughs> All right, delicious.
4: <laughs> Inside the restaurant, he would meet a man named Mark Gaunt, who would agreed to drive him to downtown Cincinnati. Once there, he got another ride to the Western Hills Shopping Mall. He dyed his hair yeah. and purchased a new outfit.
2: <laughs> he loves it, man. He loves going
4: incognito. I wish there was, like, any sort of pictures of, like, what he would have looked like in between oh, his yeah. costumes, but, of course, there's nothing. I want to see him with his wigs on. I know. Guys, he made sure to deliver a racial comment at the cashier on his way
2: out. <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: Thank God.
4: I thought okay, he was going he, soft He's for a wanted a criminal, and he just can't. he just can't help himself. He's
2: leaving a breadcrumb everywhere.
4: Then, he caught a bus ride to Columbus, Ohio the next day, then... He headed to Charleston, West Virginia, then to West- um, winston Salem, then North Carolina, and then to Atlanta.
2: Dang, he went on a, like a Civil War tour.
4: <sighs> he went on. Right? The, he went on the Greyhound Greyhound tour here.
2: Hey, who wants to go on a Civil War tour with me?
4: I'm done. I'd be. Done. I want to go to Gettysburg, man.
2: This is me. That's I'm putting the- a contest out there. If you tweet at me and uh, pay for my plane ticket and hotel and stuff. And I will go I'm, on pretty, a,
4: I'm pretty sure someone's going to do that.
2: I will go on a Civil War tour with you. <laughs> okay, back to the story.
4: So, in Atlanta, he visited the home of Joseph Kitts on September 27th, then drove to Montgomery on October 5th to obtain a birth certificate under Joseph Kitts to build a new identity. Mm. It isn't known if Joseph Kitts knew Franklin, or if he just broke in and stole his ID. Wow. We never find that out. Obviously, it was a nationwide manhunt at this point. They were beginning to connect the dots in what they believed he could have been involved with. They even put him on the FBI's most wanted list based on the amount of imminent danger he, he presented to the public. What and he did. Badass. What? Don't say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <This> <laughs> fuck,
4: fucking millennials. What, what the, the hell is wrong with you? You're on the FBI's most wanted list. You don't want to be on that list. I don't. No,
1: I don't want to be on that list, I mean, Adam. Do you want to be on
4: that list? No, I
1: don't want to be. But you know, there's people out there who probably do. Listen and to we're them. Talking, I say stop. We're talking to a guy that's three
2: line he's deep on a one through. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, guys, we have
1: we have
4: something really cool here. I think it's cool. They called in John Douglas to help give him a profile. Hey, where he'd be hiding. oh yeah, we all know him, uh, Mine Hunter awesome show
2: i almost up. said manhunter but yes well,
4: te- i mean technically he's hunting men i guess <laughs>
2: yeah isn't but manhunter su- that rockstar game manhunt mm, i yes. do not know right.
4: where you're just like a killer who kills yeah random gang members yes. yeah i remember that shit that was like a big thing because it was like the most gruesome game that ever been released that's and, right
2: it yeah. got pulled off the shelves for being too hardcore
4: they surprisingly enough they did have white, white Supremist in that game remember that
2: yeah Anyway. PS2, come back to me.
4: <laughs> so let's see what old old John has to say. Let's go. He said he would probably stay around his hometown since it was where he was most comfortable. He'd be well-versed in police matters, and he would likely be around the Gulf Coast because it was too cold up north at this point. Mm. And he is in Atlanta, so he's got something here. They also discovered it was Franklin who wrote President Carter a threatening letter in 1976 and were worried Franklin may attempt to assassinate him because they were both in Florida around this time. Okay. I mean, it's hard to say you're wanted. It might be risky to shoot the president, but anyway. Franklin was hiding out in a gospel mission flop house in Tampa, Florida, who was trying to buy a gun. More presumably, to rob a bank for cash... ...rather than to kill the president. (laughs) Hey, you never know with this fucking wackadoo. That's a good point, Jordan. On October 28th, 1980, short on money... ...Franklin decided to make a quick donation of blood for cash...
2: Yeah! (laughs) Cashforblood.com.
4: ...which he had done in the past. So he went to the Saratech Biological Plasma Donation Center... ...might be Saratech, sorry... ...while the technician was drawing Franklin's blood he noticed his Grim Reaper and Eagle tattoo he had on his forearms. Uh Uh-oh. Unknown to Franklin, the FBI had realized he had donated in the past for money and sent flyers to all the local blood donation centers. Mm. So the technician quickly notified his manager that this might be the man from the wanted posters.
2: I love you, random (laughs) blood
4: man. He doesn't give his name. He probably doesn't want to be associated, but you are a hero, sir. Yes, sir. So, in turn, he quickly contacted the police, but they did need to distract Franklin for just a little bit of time until the police arrived. Smartly, they told Franklin he needed a rest for 15 minutes after the donation was finished, and he actually replied to the technician, What if I refuse to stay? But, Franklin wound up staying. They issued him his check, and he made his way out the door. Once outside, the detectives had just pulled up, and he was swiftly arrested once again. An interesting note was Franklin had actually tried to remove his tattoos himself,
1: but it was obviously <laughs> a bit harder
4: than he expected. He trying yeah. to use,
1: like, a sander or something? I, I, the cops, Dude, you the just co- get a knife and slice it off.
4: Ugh. No, the that the detectives who arrested him literally noticed his arms, because they're on the front of his forearms. Right. It, it had scratch marks, like he was trying to get rid of them. So. Right. I mean, in his case was smart, but they don't come off like that, I'm afraid.
2: Unfortunately for him. And fortunately for us. No,
4: fortunately for everybody else. When they began to interrogate him, he adamantly denied having anything to do with any of the murders. They offered him a hamburger and a drink, perhaps a tactic to build trust between Franklin and the officers. When they handed him the hamburger, he demanded to know if it was made by... The (laughs) N-word. He didn't say that, but we're not saying that yeah, we, we don't fuck need to this guy.
2: We know we all know what the N-word is, and we don't right. need to say it because we don't need to propagate no. the hate.
4: Right. He refused to eat it simply because he couldn't be a hundred percent sure who had made it. Mm. That is psychotic. Mm-hmm. He was still denying everything and was soon extradited to Salt Lake City. He's being charged with violating Ted and David Martin's civil rights. By killing them, I've sit- um,
2: I, I'm. I know this sounds weird. Listen and- to me, Cody. Is this a yuck? Are you making a joke right now?
1: No, I'm dead serious.
2: <laughs> he violated their civil I, rights. I,
1: I swear to God, I'm gonna say that's the ultimate violation of someone's <laughs> civil rights. Murder. Let's just call
4: it murder. Well, we're gonna find out that I'll probably end up going over here in a minute. Is They have the federal charges, which are the civil rights violations. Then they have the state charges for the murders. Okay, so civil rights is a real
2: term. Yes. Okay.
4: That that was a they charged him with civil rights violations. Okay. Okay. Apparently, I mean, I it was really confusing to me too. But it's two, it's state and the federal charges separated. That seems funny though. I know it's. I'm assuming the law isn't like this anymore. (laughs) I can only assume, I don't know, but anyway. On November 7th, 1980, Franklin was set to stand trial for the murders. The FBI agent transporting Franklin was told by John Douglas to transport Franklin by a private jet. Oh. Because Franklin was afraid of flying and it might help get him talking. Wow, what a bastard. It did exactly just that. He began to go into detail about his three-year crime spree. To torture him just a little more... They made sure to fly over the Utah State Penitentiary because Franklin had mentioned a prisoner who had been executed by a firing squad there. Franklin basically confessed about everything except the Vernon Jordan shooting, Mm. presumably because he was so ashamed of his failure. While in custody awaiting trial, Franklin began to brag about his murders to his cellmate, a man named Robert Lee Herrera.
2: Don't all these bastards usually, like, start spilling the beans to the cellmate, and then that dude becomes a CI, and then they, It's how, the, it's the how get, it always get, goes. Always. Always oh, goes. Yeah.
4: Like, if you... I'm not giving the advice, but if you go to prison, I'd recommend not talking to anybody.
2: It makes sense <laughs> why they do it, because they're so isolated, they can't, like, talk about their murders yeah. with anybody. And then it's like, now you're suddenly in, like, extremely intimate proximity with somebody for... Hours and hours on end.
4: We're gonna learn Franklin does not have a good time with his uh fellow prisoners. Oh, I bet
1: he does not. <laughs> because of the nature of his crimes. Right. And see, something that's interesting to me is you know, he doesn't confess to the Vernon Jordan shooting because he failed at it, but he confessed to Larry Flint assassination attempt, even well, though it's a failed big name. At it. Big name.
4: Like, you gotta remember here too. But Vernon Jordan br- was
2: a big name,
1: too. We gotta yeah, br- exactly.
4: Let me bring this up. The way we're telling the story, we're retelling how it actually happened, okay? But those are taken from after the incidents occurred. So him, here, he's spilling the beans, but we're going to later see he's going to pump the brakes, and then they're going to have to pry the information out of him. Gotcha. So, initially, they don't know about the Larry Flint thing. So keep gotcha. that in mind while we're going yeah. through this, okay? Okay. So you gotta, you gotta remember that. Anyway, as we know, prisoners will do about anything to get out. Herrera then agreed to testify for a due sentence, of course. While it's hard to trust an inmate's testimony, the prosecution believed Franklin's confession might not be enough without more evidence. So Herrera and Franklin's ex-wife would be the two most damning witnesses. Franklin had confessed to killing people to Anita over a prison call.
2: Those are monitored, you (laughs) dumb stoop.
4: Clearly, this guy (laughs) didn't listen to our Eli Weaver story. He certainly did not. (laughs) What a fool. So, the trial ended on March 3rd, 1981, and the jury began its deliberations, which took about 14 hours. He's found guilty of both federal civil rights indictments. Of course, Franklin was yelling, claiming it was a communist government trying to frame him. Yeah,
2: that sounds right.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> On March 18th, four more murder charges were being prepared in Oklahoma and Indiana. You are the uh, worst at Indiana, Indiana. Indiana. I know.
1: Indiana.
4: Indiana indiana
2: hell yeah bro
4: got it (laughs) fourth time's a charm now he's gonna fuck it up (laughs) i hope that's the last time i even have to attempt (laughs) to say that fucking word
2: well guess guess what guess what killer adam's doing next the (laughs) indiana Indiana. man murderer you are gonna play the voice of the indiana killer
1: (laughs) cody can you say indian no because that's offensive
2: that is Jordan, fuck shame, you, shame, you, shame fuck on you. Fuck you,
1: people who are from India, shame
2: That's on you. That's not what you were saying. No, you were talking about feathers, not dots.
1: That's way worse than <laughs> what I said. <laughs> what?
4: <laughs> all right, let's get back on track here. Fuck you. So, he's bringing up all those charges. They believe they had enough evidence to convict Franklin. Allegedly, they had offered a plea deal that if he admitted to the assassination attempt on Vern Jordan, they would drop the other murder charges. Mm. Seems like a pretty good deal presumably as a political move his defense wouldn't agree to this because it was basically a life sentence yeah which the other ones are gonna be life sentence anyway in june 1981 another trial in salt lake city was about to take place for the two first degree murder charges which would not cause double jeopardy for his civil rights violation charges if that makes sense, oh, like we just said,
2: right? They're ringing him up on both counts here. He got yep. the
4: federal charges. Now he's getting the first-degree murder charges. I don't know why they do it like that, but... Well, why not? I, you think it would just be like one of them would
2: just charge everything. Ring him up twice. I'm good and with he's
4: this. Getting, he's going to be rung up a lot, okay? Keep ringing him. <laughs> this time, Franklin decided he wanted to represent himself. Yeah, that's smart. Because he had, quote... Jesus Christ. On his side. That's the best lawyer you can get. (laughs) You don't
1: even have to pay him.
4: The opening statement started on September 3rd, 1981. Never forget. What?
2: I don't know. (laughs) September 11th, but
4: okay. Part of Franklin's opening
2: statement stated, The evidence will show that I was just passing through the Salt Lake City area on my way to San Francisco, and I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I like? When you've watched enough Matlock to where you say, the evidence will show. Like,
1: that's <laughs> with solid. Matlock,
4: uh, like, out in 1881? Oh, hell yeah. Was yeah, it? Okay. I think right. so.
1: I'm pretty sure Matlock was, like, 60s or 70s TV. Damn. I think so, too. All right. Same with Murder, She Wrote, right? Right.
4: Even the poor girls Terry and Karma had to take the stand to testify against Franklin. That had to be hard. Yes. Either way, on September 18th... Never forget. The jury would begin deliberations, which took six hours this time. Nice. They found him guilty of murder, but under Utah law, the jurors had to decide whether to impose the death penalty or not. Please say yes. During this recess, Franklin was put into a holding cell. Oddly enough, he was left unattended. Hmm. And they didn't realize he had a six-inch screwdriver he had gotten from a fellow inmate. He managed to free himself oh my. and pry the hinges off the holding cell door.
2: He's what? a real hes a real El Chapo, isn't he?
4: It gets better, guys. The only way out was through the elevator that needed a guard's key to operate. Franklin managed to hotwire the lift with a paper clip and a dime. What sort of a fantasy is MacGyver indulging? Answer me. It didn't take too long for the guards to notice, and they began searching.
1: So he MacGyvered his way <laughs> out of all of this. Right. Hey, I don't like
2: this. That's pretty cool. I don't like it. How, like, how do you not
4: notice he has a fucking screwdriver on it? Bumble yeah.
2: butts. Yeah. Fucking bumble butts. That's what I said.
4: The fucking government fucked up too in this. The
2: communist government. <laughs> the
4: communist government. Maybe <laughs> they it all all over. escape.
2: Dude, now you're thinking.
4: Here comes the good part. They noticed Franklin climbed above the elevator and climbed into the air duct, scurrying around like a little rat. (laughs) (laughs) They soon closed off all the exit and managed to pull him out of there. Afterwards, the detective said, We
1: cleaned him off and combed his hair, (laughs) and the jury was none the wiser. They just got an extra hour for lunch. Whoa. (laughs) So I bet there was a bunch of guards
2: and police shitting their fucking pants. <laughs> exactly. Like,
1: hey, none of us are going to have a
4: job <laughs> oh, in about Comb fucking 20 hair. minutes. <laughs> you got little dust bunnies all in his hair. Get that shit out of there. My God. <laughs> fucking A. So he was retaken back to the courtroom, and the jury informed the judge they couldn't come to a unanimous decision on the death penalty. Yeah, of course. Fucking pieces of shit.
2: You're as worse as Franklin. <laughs> no, you're not, people. I'm sorry. D- don't listen to Jordan. You they to- should have
1: killed him. He's no, a rock man on, now. Hold on now before we
4: get too too crazy here. You got to remember technically the evidence against him was pretty thin. flimsy. Yes, yeah, so even convicting him of two charges of first-degree murder was pretty Quite a lot, considering the amount of evidence that they actually had against him. So keep that in mind, Jordan, mister Kill 'em all guy. Yeah, right Mr. Metal-up-your-ass guy, okay? <laughs> On January 31st, 1982... Never forget. ...he was then transferred to the United States Penitentiary in Marion, Illinois. Marion had a reputation for being a rough prison. On top of that, they didn't segregate him, mm. which made him an open target to the black prisoners... He tried to acquire a knife immediately after entering the prison. Mm. The Aryan Brotherhood had offered him protection, but he refused because they moved on from their Nazi beliefs and moved into Norse and Viking symbolism. Hell yeah. Pagan shit is way better anyway. (laughs) On top of that, they were known to be a huge drug distributor in the prison. If anybody's seen American History X, this sounds exactly like it, right?
2: Yep. Were they into Norse shit in that?
1: No, they were no. in a straight okay. swastika. But it's like
4: yeah. he, he didn't want nothing to do with them because they were selling drugs or whatever. Yeah. This guy killed people, but he's above drug dealing, apparently.
2: And paganism.
4: <laughs> well, he's a God-loving man. He oh, can you're be, right. He he's can a be, Jesus Christ-man. Mm-hmm. He can be worshipping those Jesus fucking...
2: was his lawyer.
4: Gotcha. <laughs> My bad, boys. Franklin certainly had a fucked-up moral compass, as he's we all know. He's a difficult man. <laughs> What may be even more unbelievable,
2: he okay. made a new
4: friend. Whoa! A black convict.
1: Whoa! Whoa. That's like a double surprise. He made a new friend and they're black. You and fell right that's into just
4: the like, yeah, it's just like the fucking movie. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, my God.
4: See? It's crazy, right? After a few weeks of gaining Franklin's confidence, he asked about the shooting of Vernon Jordan. Perhaps act tough. Franklin told him, yes, he did it. Three days later, a group of black convicts cornered Franklin in his cell and stabbed him 15 times with a knife
2: made out of cans. Yuck.
1: Oof. I love these guys. That sounds
2: like a tetanus nightmare.
4: <laughs> did I ever tell you when they, at our school, they had like a, uh, he's an ex-heroin addict, come scare kids, you know, don't do drugs, to go to prison. Oh, yeah. He said the guy in the prison took a fucking like pepsi can cut his fucking face open like he had a huge scar from like his ear to his mouth where they cut him anyway so yes what
2: about nasir who were they the boiling water for the tea and then the baby oil
4: oh yeah from uh i can't even remember the name of the show now
2: last man on earth no last woman standing i really
4: like this show but
2: what was the name of it I HBO, don't know. It was basically limited just sh- series.
4: It was bas- The Night of. Night of. It was basically just showing how corrupt, basically, the fucking government
2: is. Or was whatever it was fantastic.
4: was. Anyway, guards came to his aid and was taken to the hospital where he would undergo surgery for his wounds. After this, he would be isolated from the other prisoners in the K block.
2: The KKK block. <laughs> just the K block. Jordan, laugh at my jokes.
4: Uh, 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 he's four. Uh, uh, he's uh, uh. four beers deep, and he can't even laugh at a joke. I'm
2: so tired. <laughs> he hates me.
4: Quit whining. In July 1982, he was transferred to the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago for the Vernon Jordan shooting. Mm. Even though he was already sentenced to four life terms, the government wanted to nail him for that assassination attempt.
1: Hey, is a uh, quick question. Yes. Is Illinois death penalty? I don't think uh, anyone's death penalty anymore but Texas but at the time fellas he gets he's
4: gonna get one we okay. just have to get there okay,
2: okay I to, I'm just wondering if what they're doing is like shopping him around I know you know the answers but the, I don't like to know the he, answers
4: the
1: thing, I like to try and put it together
4: in my this is my opinion in the Vernon Jordan thing they really are pushing to nail him for that and it's I don't know if they necessarily even care about like that he did it, per se. It's more that if they nail him for that assassination attempt, it strengthens their, like, oh, we're taking a stand against violating civil rights. Do you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel So, yeah. that's where the vibe I got okay. of, like, pushing so hard to nail him for that versus all the other murders. I'm into that. Which, mind you, that only had a 10-year maximum sentence for the assassination attempt. Okay. It started on August 9th, 1982 and the jury deliberated on August 17th, 1982. The jury came back with a verdict of not guilty, mainly because the evidence was so slim, and like I said, there was a lot of political motives behind it. Sure. He was returned to Marion. Even though he was isolated at this point, he knew they would get him eventually, speaking of the black prisoners, so he began to consider confessing to get moved to a different prison, So he wrote a letter willing to confess about the bombing of the 1977 Beth Shalom Temple. Hmm. And the ATF took the bait and paid him a visit in Marion on February ninth, 1984. He waived his Miranda rights and began to confess to bombing and possession of explosives. He was swiftly extradited to the Chattanooga Jail, for trial on July tenth, nineteen eighty four.
2: Look at him, just jet set into all his previous locations. Now, Beth Shalom, is this one of his failed bombing bombings? Remember, he bombed the uh, the house first. Yeah, yep. Then he tried
4: to bomb the, bomb the synagogue. They here. were having a meeting. Right, and everybody had left, and then it blew up. So he's confessing to that. I figured he
2: wouldn't confess to a failure. I can't remember if any of his bombings were ever successful. No, no. 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 That's good. He only tried two.
4: Two that he says, anyway. Okay. The trial would only last two days, and Franklin gave his own final statement.
2: Just recently decided to make this statement within the hour. The prosecutors are jealous because I'm a man. They're nothing but punk boys compared to me. I wanted to make your job a little easier here, as far as your deliberations go. You know, I admit to you I bombed the synagogue. You know, I did it. You know. And I'll tell it to anybody around. It was a synagogue of Satan.
4: The jury quickly deliberated for 45 minutes. Wow. And the judge sentences him to 15 to 21 years for the bombing and 6 to 10 years for explosives possessions to be served consecutively after... His four life sentences. <laughs> okay, good. Let's I mean, make sure
1: to ra- just tack it on there. I'm I'm guessing once he hits the uh, 6 to 10 for explosives <laughs> possession, he's going to be so stoked gonna... on getting out. <laughs> Hell
4: yeah. Before his trip to Chattanooga, though, he had actually wrote another letter in regards to the shooting of Larry Flint. It read,
2: My name is Joseph Paul Franklin. I shot Larry Flint. If you bring me to Gwinnett County, I'll tell you all about it.
4: Here we go. Like I said earlier, he didn't admit to it initially.
2: He's on the world tour now.
4: (laughs) The same day he was charged with the bombings, they wanted to proceed with those charges, but Franklin had actually confessed to even more murders earlier in that year on March 1984. So he just kind of set
2: out ringers everywhere. That's crazy.
4: The murders of Alphonse Manning and Tony Schwinn in Madison, which were deemed to be more important than the shooting of Larry Flint... And uh, the government didn't like Larry Flint, so remember sure. that too. So Franklin was sent to Dan County, Wisconsin to face two charges of first degree murder. The trial was set to begin on February 10th, 1986. Obviously, the prosecutor relied on the confession tape and even made a banker testify that he had robbed them of $42,500 <laughs> in one of his ro- That seems like a lot. Holy yeah. shit. Franklin once again, acting as his own attorney, claimed he had made up the confession simply to get out of the Marion prison.
2: Because of brutal conditions there.
4: The jurors deliberated for two hours, wow. came back with a verdict of guilty on both <laughs> counts, adding another two life sentences. Did this backfire, or did Franklin get exactly what one that he wanted, getting away from Marion, even if it was just for a short period? Right He after- got
1: what he wanted. Yeah temporarily anyway yeah but i mean all he's got to do is serve two life sentences there yeah after the six for, to ten for explosives <laughs> yeah A- and the four
4: other so life he's, sentences. he's up to yeah. like 600 700 years now
1: dude yeah he's good he's just gonna be like fucking moses or some shit <laughs> yeah he'll part well, is the moses immortal? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, know. One of those Old Testament fucks <laughs> who lived, like, a thousand years ago, or for a thousand years. Yeah, they were all, Nick like, vampires. Cage. Yeah,
4: Nick Cage. And White. Nick Cage is a Van And Banna White. And Keanu. All right. Right after this trial, the Gwinnett County officials decided it was their turn. They were trying to bring him up, up- Oh, God. Bring him up, 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 up. <laughs> up. Up, 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 They were trying to bring him up on the charges for the attempted assassination attempt of Larry Flint, even though he had confessed to it. The release of the movie The People vs. Larry Flint, Larry Flint brought the state attorney under severe criticism and eventually got put on the back burner once wow. again.
2: Wasn't that... Who is... Was that an Oliver Stone? Mm,
4: uh, I don't know, but they... Even though it shows him being shot, they didn't say it was him in the movie. Jump forward four years after the Madison charges in the early 1990s, John Douglas decided to visit Franklin in Marion. We all know John Douglas' job was basically to interview serial killers, and Franklin was a bit different than most. Hmm. While Douglas had learned Franklin was a bit upset because his ex-wife wasn't allowing their daughter to contact him, So Douglas offered to take a few photos to give to her. That's nice. Yeah. So Franklin then proceeded to pose in several martial arts positions to look, (laughs) quote, macho and
0: serious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking asshole. Dude, is he an idiot? Is he fucking uh, Napoleon Dynamite's uncle? (laughs) He's fucking Mac (laughs) from Always Sunny. (laughs)
4: Oh, right, right. He's like, hey, John, can we grease up these buff men? Yeah,
2: <laughs> Look at the physique in Predator too. He's like,
4: I'm just here to evaluate. I don't need to be taking these martial arts poses, sir. <laughs> but he did it for him, I guess. Yeah. So. In the year 1994, Franklin was still withholding some of his confessions. One in particular was the shooting of Gerald Gordon outside of the synagogue because Missouri was a capital punishment state, and claimed he wasn't eager to get into the gas chamber.
2: Gotcha. He didn't want to die. He didn't...
4: Well, he didn't want the gas chamber, at least, I guess. Late in the year, 1994, Franklin claimed he had a dream that told him he needed to confess. He uses his dreams for guidance. It wasn't afraid of the death penalty any longer. In fact, he said,
2: I am very pro-death penalty, especially because I consider it good. It is mentioned in the Bible. (sighs) I mean, you gotta stone those whores.
4: So in the early part of the year, he didn't want it, and now, because his spirit guide from dreams told him to confess, that's what he's doing, apparently.
2: What an idiot.
4: (laughs) So the state of Missouri charged him with one count of capital murder, two counts of assault with intent to do great bodily harm with malice aforethought, and three counts of armed criminal action.
2: Wow. That is a healthy
1: spread. Yeah,
2: that's a charcuterie board of charges.
4: (laughs) He's going to get just what Jordan wants. On November 18, 1994, the trial was set to begin. He was serving as his own attorney once
1: again. Why do these judges keep letting him do that? Because it's going to be an easier conviction. Have you seen what this guy looks like? He does not (laughs) belong...
2: representing anybody i actually have not seen you gotta remember in
4: that last interview that's like super crazy he was like bald during so he just looks like a creepy white supremacist guy so they let him do his be his own attorney but they would force him to undergo two psychiatric exams Mm. one said he was a quote psychotic whose thinking was delusional and confused (laughs)
2: okay well you're good to represent yourself
4: they claimed he was a paranoid schizophrenic, and Franklin had objected. He said while he did suffer from OCD, ADD, and social phobias, he
1: wasn't insane. Just quirky. <laughs> I'm yeah. not insane, just quirky, guys. He's just an INFP. Did, what is that? I don't know, those stupid that, fucking personality Oh, that's voices. like the corporate, no. the corporate personality.
4: Remember I told you I was a uh, introverted defender? That was my personality yeah. type. You said it, I was full it's of just shit. kind
1: of like astrology that fucking people in their early twenties used to justify their shitty behavior. So guys,
4: to reinforce
1: that he wasn't insane, he
4: told them he believed in a reincarnation and was guided by dreams, numbers, letters, lights, astrology, common sense, and the Bible.
1: All but one of those what?
4: are awful. Oh,
1: That's the Bible. Right, yeah, the exactly. Bible.
4: <laughs> Letters are fucking awful.
1: Yeah, numbers fuck you. Our God is an awesome (laughs) God. He reigns (laughs) from heaven above with wisdom. If this shit don't work out, you two need to find a good church
4: choir to join. Our God is an
2: awesome God. God. Oh, boy. Continue with your story.
4: So he said all that, and then he told him that his dreams told him he needed to confess and he needed to be his own lawyer. His spirit guide apparently told him that he needed to quote seek castration for his sins. Whoa!
1: <laughs> Oof. Chop off the balls, eliminate aggression.
4: Okay, I'm no doctor here, but I'm starting to wonder if uh, he might not have been a little schizophrenic. What do you guys think?
1: I think he. I think he
2: just wanted to become Varys from Game of Thrones. Mm, that could be.
4: During his trial he confessed openly to everything he told the jurors if he didn't get the death penalty he would kill more people
1: yeah. Sir uh, you
4: were in jail for 700 years all right
1: Yeah yes and with how America imprisons people I'm going to go ahead and a, say Is that a sentence? I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say that most of those people are not going to be a fan of him No
2: no they don't like racial <laughs> shit they don't like uh child diddling shit either.
4: Alright, so he got exactly what he and Jordan wanted. He was found guilty and received his death sentence. After the ruling, he gave the jurors two thumbs up and said, Right on. <laughs> <laughs> After Holy the, fuck. <laughs> he said that's what he did. After the conviction, he was interviewed by the local paper and told them,
2: Being murdered by some punks in just a dishonorable way to die. I got my name listed in encyclopedias of serial killers. They might just kill me for the notoriety. I'd rather be executed by the state. I would by far want a firing squad, and I barely missed out on that in Utah. They put a target over your heart, and you die instantly, for one thing.
4: That actually is kind of true.
2: That would be the way I would want to go, if I was ever capital punished. (laughs) Which I won't be. But...
1: Okay, guys. Well, I hope not, Adam. Don't do
4: anything naughty. I'll be, be your okay. lawyer
2: if you ever face it. I'm Dude, too scared God. to go on a roller coaster, let alone commit capital okay, offenses. If, if
4: you do get charged with death penalty, will you, you stick two thumbs and go right on? Right
2: on. <laughs> As I'm shitting my pants and vomiting <laughs> because I'm so scared to die. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, you're going to live for like
4: 20 to 25 yeah. extra years of appeals. Anyway, at first... He was waiving as many of his appeals for the death penalty as he could, but two months after the trial, he decided his spirit guide was wrong and he should try some of his appeals, but it was far too late for that now. He wasn't going to escape <laughs> his death sentence. His it... spirit guides. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, Franklin, I think I fucked up, body.
1: Don't you laugh at Jesus.
2: <laughs> uh, that's right, that's right. His spirit guide lawyer Jesus. <laughs>
4: Spirit guide lawyer
1: Jesus
4: (laughs) (laughs) God. I think we're on to a new
1: TV show. If anyone's listening to this, we copyright that idea. Yeah, don't take that, please. I want to make it.
4: So his new home would be Potosi Correctional Center in Missouri. So in some regards, he did get the new prison
2: he was looking for. I can't imagine a prison in Missouri. You know they call it misery because it's awful.
4: Was that for the state or is that for the prison system?
2: (laughs) I don't know, but I can't imagine it's good.
4: During this time, Franklin was enjoying all the media attention and openly talking about his murders, even about his attempts of Vernon Jordan and Larry Flint. One year later, he was feeling like talking about the murders of 15-year-old Mercedes Lynn Masters and 27-year-old Taco Bell manager Harold McIver.
2: If the interview was conducted by a an attractive white female investigator. He's looking for, like, Katie Couric. Right. Uh, well, does, does
1: he think he's going to get laid?
4: I don't know. Maybe you're isolated for so long you just want to see a woman. Like, I And those know.
1: news chicks are usually pretty hot. That's true. He got
4: something better. He got assistant district attorney Melissa Powers Ooh. to do it because they claimed she was as beautiful as a model. They exchanged a few letters before setting up an interview date. He made sure to ask if she
1: was single <laughs> and
4: what her star sign was. Wow. So I
1: was right.
4: <laughs> he told her it couldn't be on April 20th because he celebrated Hitler's birthday. Lord. <laughs> so she chose April 13th, which he loved because 13 was a lucky number Edgelord. for him. Yep. Clearly a good omen lord we didn't i didn't go too much into it but he's very big into what is a numerology i hate him i think we all do he kept asking her
2: you're not a witch are you
4: <laughs> <laughs> she got a bit annoyed and told him what if i was
2: if you were i could tell you so much more
4: i think you think a bible man would be afraid of witches but apparently not
2: no she knows the magic
4: He promised to speak about his murders, and Powers interviewed him for five hours. She had to sit in the room with him alone. He even stood up and said,
2: I could kill you right here, right now, and you'd be dead, because nobody could get in here fast enough. There's nothing to you.
4: Powers later said Franklin was very crafty, very manipulative. He probably was the ultimate of all manipulators. An interesting thing Powers said after
1: the interview was... He literally went from a flatlined personality and monotone to this electrifying charged individual who, before my eyes, looked as if he was sexually turned on. Here's what I think. Yes, he's a racist. I asked him if there was a sexual component to his killing. He said never, but he was very weird when it came to sex. He was very flatlined when he was talking about everything. Even the crime where he killed the two boys. It didn't get him nearly as excited as when he was talking about killing the mixed race couples. I think a sexual component was involved when he was killing the interracial couples. That's when he came alive. And came regular. (laughs) Almost like he was turned on. He became very animated, very excited. When I asked him about it, he denied it. The FBI thought he might possibly be impotent in some way. It was disgusting. Very sickening. And we didn't go too deep into, like, the
4: psychology of him, but that's kind of a recurring theme that, while his main objective may have been the racist killings, obviously, Mm -hmm. she believes, and other people believe, like, something about killing mixed-race couples that gave him, like, a sexual drive, like she just said, which is pure speculation, but it kind of sounds like... A it lot makes
2: of... sense. All the serial killers get chubbies over right. it. So it's, of a course.
4: Lot, not all of them, but most of them get like yeah. a weird sexual thrill yeah. out of it. So
1: so my <laughs> statement earlier that you two were so grossed out about might be right. What was that? I don't know. Something about him jerking off to his murders. Um, the thought of him. Oh, well, I'm sure he did.
4: Anyway, one year later, on April 25th, 1998, Franklin would receive a stay of execution to go to the Hamilton County Justice Center to stand trial for more charges. Because of his ego, he loved all the publicity he was receiving. On April 28th, he was in the courtroom for the murders, he was tightly handcuffed, and he had to wear a device that would give him an electrical stun if he tried to escape. Mm. So it's like... Smart, I guess. It's an invisible fence. (laughs) Yeah, they put that fucking dog collar on him. Anyway... He immediately complains to the judge that he needs to be transferred because the guards are trying to kill him. Sadly, they had to inquire about the complaints, but it wouldn't get him anywhere. The trial would proceed with the man already being convicted of several life sentences and a death penalty. He actually told a reporter during this time he regretted his crimes and wished he could get out of prison and work on race relations.
2: Wow. He said, I oppose all violence. It's a little too late now, though. They don't let you out of jail because you say you're sorry. This place is like being in prison over in communist China. I can tell these people wanted to kill me just because of what I'm charged with. Nobody presumes you innocent of anything anymore.
4: Then told them he was contacting Jerry Springer for help. He had seen him in his TV Guide magazine.
1: Oh, that's the man to help you. I'm
4: sure Jerry would have loved this fucker. The trial proceeded for the double homicide charges. Finally, on October twenty second, 1998, the judge handed down the sentences which were obviously guilty, and the judge wanted to hand him down another death penalty, but obviously that wasn't practical because he already had one. Dude, yeah, he gets
1: to die twice. Why don't you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. I,
4: I was wondering, has that ever happened, you think? Two death penalty sentences? I don't think it can, but anyway. I mean,
1: maybe. You could give someone a lethal injection and then hang them.
4: Franklin actually kept interrupting the judge while he was giving his sentence, saying...
1: You're just
2: a representative of this satanic system. You'll be judged by Christ someday. Yikes. The judge replied, I won't have 18 notches on my gun
4: when I do. Hell yeah. He was soon sent back to Potosi, awaiting his date with death. Mostly from this point, he spent all of his remaining time in this prison, mainly just being a pain in the ass to everyone as usual. (laughs) Doing such things as sending complaints about everything you could imagine.
1: That commissary up my ramen prices. (laughs) They used to be five cents, now they're seven. That's fucked.
4: He tried to fight his eye doctor and the CEOs. Even tried to get a litigations officer to date him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. He told her she gave him a hard-on, if you know what I mean. That's pretty self-explanatory. Yikes. No, no, I'm saying that's what he said. Yeah, I know. Okay, yes. all right, all right. I don't think she's going to go for that. No. There was well. A, maybe. There's like a weird prison fetish, but this isn't. That, that nice lady's not doing that. There was a point during the 2008 election where they tried to outlaw capital punishment in Missouri, but the governor wasn't having that, and as of 2010, all of Franklin's appeals had been exhausted. mm His execution date was set for November 20th, 2013 in Missouri. Yay! He tried some last-minute heroics to get a stay of execution, trying to argue that the drugs were cruel and inhumane, which violated his constitutional rights. This was around the time the European manufacturer... Was refusing to sell their drugs to the American prison system because of how they were using the drugs. Right.
2: I remember, remember this. I can't believe that was 2013. That seems more recent than that. It's crazy, right?
1: See, I never even heard about that. Really? No. It was a big deal.
2: So they were
4: switching over to pentobarbital. Did you know that word?
1: Pentobarbital. P- yep.
4: Pentobarbital, which was a single use drug for lethal, lethal injection.
2: All right, Cody, to understand how lethal injection works, a regular saline IV line is started in both arms. Upon the signal of the warden, a large dose of sodium thiopental... Yep. A large dose of sodium thiopental, a common hospital anesthetic, is delivered, causing unconsciousness. This is followed by pancuronium bromide, which is a muscle relaxant that paralyzes the lungs and diaphragm. This causes the inmate's respiration to slow significantly, Finally, potassium chloride is introduced into the IV, which causes a fatal cardiac arrest. Death usually occurs approximately seven minutes afterwards. The cost of these drugs comes to a whopping $86.08. Yikes.
4: Hmm. Um, so, gentlemen, guess who was trying to stop the execution? Who is one of his main helpers? You'll never guess who it was.
1: Larry Flint.
4: You are right.
1: Wow. Larry Flint
4: was trying to get them to not execute him and just let him live out his life in prison, mainly because he thought that was a worse punishment. And I think Flint was uh, he's the anti-death penalty sure. guy. Oh. Remember, he was becoming a born-again Christian or whatever, so yep. there's that. Wow. He, he would be finally executed on November 20th, 2013 at 6.07 a.m. Central Time.
2: Was it a hockey game? <laughs> like, they always started <laughs> at 6.07 everybody- <laughs> Do they really? Like, the puck drop is always like, at 7.08 p.m. Hmm,
4: weird. He would refuse a final meal and would give no final statement. The execution was the first in Missouri using the single drug pentobarbital. Okay. Oh, you can say that, but you can't say Indianapolis?
1: <sighs>
4: who? I want to know who the fuck... In Indianapolis? Th- no, no. Who the fuck names these pills? That's what I want to know. Why do they have to be so complicated? I think
1: it's like a combination of all the different chemicals that are in them or some kind of Mm, weird shit.
4: Anyway, fellas, and that is the story of Joseph Paul Franklin. I really liked
2: liked this episode. Unlike Star Wars, episodes 4, 5, and 6. Was this mm -hmm. the
4: Empire Strikes Back? Was this your Empire Strikes Back? Even though I this is technically
2: so. the Return of the Jedi, it that movie sucks. <laughs> okay. Well, half of that movie's good. Okay,
4: alright. So you think Episode 2 is strictly the Ewok part of Return of the Jedi?
2: Yes. I'm guessing yes, that's I the do. part you don't like. If you play footsie's with me one more time, Jordan, I'm gonna break you in the he's fucking six, half. He's
4: six
1: beers deep. Get he's the hell little, out of here. He's six beers deep. He's
4: getting a little frisky.
1: Over I'm working there. on number four, we're putting his fucking feet all over it. Your feet are cold and mine are warm. <laughs> I want
4: mine to be cold. Gentlemen, we're gonna play a clip of his last interview he did before the execution, so you can kind of get an idea for how this guy is. It's not the full interview, but you'll definitely understand this guy is very, uh, what would you call him, Adam?
2: Uh, I, I would say eccentrically edge lordy, definitely of kind shit. of a piece of shit. Yeah, he's. Yeah.
4: It's just like cold how he just says everything. Yeah. He claims he he wishes he could go back, but obviously it's full of shit. But you guys are gonna hear that
2: when so. he just starts laughing at that one point. It's like you're yeah, you're a real trash lord. So, but before we do that, boys, let's just uh, let's send her out of here first. Huh? All right. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. Um, Gmail. Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com.
1: What's that, Adam?
2: Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at BumblebuttPod. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at BumblebuttPodcast. Do both of those. Do all of those. So, here it is. The closing words we'll give to Mr. Franklin the Shitbag himself. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you on Wednesday for Between the Bumbles. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Have good. a good weekend, unless it's Tuesday.
0: I threw that magazine
3: down on the coffee table and thought, I'm going to kill that guy. You hear me?
0: The single unwavering drive in Joseph Paul Franklin, murder. His target, Larry Flint, infamous pornographer, founder and publisher of Hustler magazine, which in 1977 featured this controversial photo spread.
3: And I saw that interracial couple that he had photographed there having sex, you know? And it just made me sick.
0: Franklin, his hair wild, his gaze unwavering, unblinkingly recalled from death row his murderous spree. Driven by a hate for Jews, blacks, and any whites associated with them. He was a sniper, carrying his rifle and scope in guitar cases. In St. Louis, he staked out a synagogue and gunned down Gerald Gordon. In Madison, Wisconsin, a young interracial couple. In Salt Lake City, Franklin killed two young black men who were jogging with white female friends. In Cincinnati, Ohio, children were not spared, 13 and 14 year old cousins. Even civil rights leader Vernon Jordan shot with Franklin's sniper rifle, but survived. Larry Flint would be a trophy killing for the white supremacist. So you hunted him down? Yeah, I was was
3: hunting him down. Yeah, I ain't gonna deny that.
0: (laughs) You remember the shots ringing out?
2: Yeah. Felt just sort of like a hot poker hitting me in my stomach.
0: Flint will never forget March 6, 1978, as he walked to a courthouse where he was facing obscenity charges. The shots, like most of Franklin's targets, came from a distance. Flint would barely survive the two bullets that struck him. He would never walk again. By the time police finally arrested Franklin in September 1980, at least 22 people were dead. Days away from his execution, Franklin spoke to me from death row about his three-year killing spree.
3: Three years, just the same length of time Jesus was on his mission from the time he was 30 until he was 33.
0: And what was your mission?
3: Well, to try to get a race war started.
0: Franklin showed me a tattoo. Faded with time, you can still make out that it's the Grim Reaper. Do you think you're a hero to those hate groups?
3: Well, that's what they tell me, you know. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'd rather people like me than not like me, just like anybody else, you know what I mean. I'd rather I'd rather be loved than hated, you know.
0: Even if they are the Nazi Party and other hate groups. Yeah,
3: and they're not the only ones who love me though.
0: Do you feel any hate looking at me? Looking at you? No, of course. Huh? I'm not white. Yeah, I know,
3: but you're uh Yeah, I have no feeling whatsoever, you know, hatred toward you, especially not a female, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) But you shot plenty of women.
3: Yeah, I know, I know, that's true, you've got a point.
0: Franklin says he's no longer a racist, that he was wrong, and he's sorry for his crimes. He now wants mercy, fighting his upcoming execution any way he can. There is almost no one in his corner, except if you could stop it, would you stop it? Oh, yes.
3: I would say put him in prison for the rest of his life.
0: Why? Principle. He's against the death penalty. Amazingly, Flint has filed a lawsuit trying to stop his own shooter's death. But don't mistake all this for mercy. Is that how you see this, that you're forgiving him at all?
2: I'm not showing him anything. If it wasn't Joseph Paul Franklin and it was some other person who shot me, my feelings would be the same.
0: And what does Franklin think about the man he tried to kill but has never met and is now fighting for his life? My old pal Larry. Your old pal
1: Larry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure
0: he would refer to you as your old pal. I like Larry. But it appears even Flint's efforts won't stop what awaits Franklin.
3: Most people out there, I mean, they're heading toward a burning hell and they don't know it.
0: Do you think something lies for you on the other side after November 20th?
3: Yeah, but it isn't a burning hell though, because I'm a servant of the Lord though.
0: I think uh, we're about out of time.
3: Well, let's not say that. You just
0: (laughs) Time is important to you now, isn't it?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, It, it has been for a long time, you know? And maybe we'll meet again sometime.
0: Do you know how many people you murdered?
3: Uh, yeah, but I I'd rather, I'd rather not mention it.
0: By my count, it's 22 people. Is that the same number that you have?
3: That's approximately it. I wished I could go back and change things, but there's no way I can do it, so I'll try to do you know, make the best of it. If I had some way to make amends to them, I would try to do that. you know it, being locked up in here on death row. With, with an execution date a week away, I can't really do a whole lot for them.
0: Do you think about those two boys in Cincinnati?
3: Uh, no, I don't really think about them. I mean, I can't go back and think about the cases, you know, individually. Uh, I have too much other problems, too much other things I have to focus on and worry about, you know.
0: Those are two young boys, just 13 and 14 years old.
3: Yeah, it was just, you know, I regret the fact that I shot them now.
0: Why did you shoot them?
3: Well, I was just waiting, I was sitting on that railroad track waiting for the first either interracial couple or black to walk by.
0: And what was your mission?
3: Well, to try to get a race war started, a mixed race couples and blacks. I figured if once I started doing it and showed them how, other white supremacists would do the same thing, follow suit. You know? So you hope people would copy you? I would hope, yeah, I hope that other white Nationalists would do the same thing.
0: Do you think you're a hero to those hate groups?
3: Well, that's what they tell me, you know. (laughs) I just felt like I was at war, you know, and uh, it was the survival of the white race was at stake, stuff like that, you know.
0: Do you feel that way now?
3: No, not at all. No, I can see now I was wrong. It's, It's wrong. Violence is wrong at any time, you know.
0: Do you feel that way because you got caught?
3: No, not at all. No. As a matter of fact, uh, it took me many, many years to change. I actually thought, as misguided as I was, I was doing the will of God. You know, I thought I was actually doing right. This is what God wanted me to do.
0: But the police were pursuing you. How could you think that?
3: Yeah, I know it, but I thought the whole system was all evil, though. You know, the whole system was corrupt.
0: Do you believe you deserve what's going to happen to you on November 20th?
3: Yeah, I, I believe I deserve anything that'll happen to me on November 20th. Yeah.
0: Are you scared? No, yeah. I got my trust in, in God.